Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Now, we're in a message series called Recalculating, Recalculating When Plans Change. I think everyone uh, in this time has had some time where plans have changed, where you've had to recalculate. Last week, we talked about how uh, a dead end is not your end. A dead end isn't your end because God is for you and he will make a way where there seems to be no way. And so we're going to continue our series this week. Um with a message that I'm calling, get in the front seat, get in the front seat. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm driving somewhere new and I have someone in the passenger seat, they are my navigator, right? If I am going to a new city or we're on a road trip, uh, the person in the front seat is my navigator. At one time they would have read a map, now they're just looking to Siri or to Google and saying, okay Google, which way am I going, right? And, And just saying, okay, your turn's coming up really quick, I see the arrow, you're just about to get off, right? So the front, the person is navigating. Um, and whenever you want to go somewhere that that's new, you want someone who's a good navigator, don't you? You don't want someone who will bring you off course. You want a good navigator. Why? A good navigator directs you before the turn, not after the turn, right? Not like, and you want to turn, yeah, you want to just turn back there, right? A good navigator will bring clarity even in uncertainty. So if I don't, like there's some places that I've driven where the roads are so confusing and you want certainty in the uncertainty and a navigator will do that. And a navigator will, will there, I find at least there's some peace when knowing that, okay, this person sees the full route of how to go and I can just listen to them say, okay, now turn here, now turn here. And when plans change, you want a good navigator. A good navigator will lead you and guide you to your destination. I think, I don't even think I know that every single person watching today has, God has got good plans for you, a hope. A future. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. So if you are still breathing today, it means that God has got good plans for you, a hope, a future. He's got a God destination for you. That is good for you. But I have a question for you. Who is the navigator in your life? Who is the navigator in your life? Who's sitting in the front seat, giving you directions and, and leading you uh, and to your intended destination? Because who is navigating and giving you directions will determine the course you take and will actually set your final destination. It will shape the decisions and choices you'll make in life and that route that you'll take. And you will, you will, or will not get to what God has for you based on who is the navigator, who is influencing the decisions that you make. In Genesis, we see an account of two people who allow the wrong navigator to get into their front seat and it causes them to make wrong decisions. A navigator, not only did that lead them to the wrong path uh, and uh, of the destination, but actually brought death into the world. 
Man, in Genesis, we see an account of Adam and Eve and God creates uh, Adam, breathes his breath into him uh, and then he creates Eve and God blesses them. He says, be fruitful, multiply. Uh, and then he says, you know what? I'm giving you a job. Your job is to tend this garden. Your job is to tend this garden. You can eat anything you want. Just this one tree here, don't eat it. Okay. And here's where we're going to pick up the story in Genesis 3. It says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. uh, One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any tree, uh, any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it is only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced, uh, She saw the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious and she wanted wisdom uh, it would give her. So she took it, she ate that fruit, she gave it to Adam who was with him, with her and they ate the fruit. Now there's a few things I want to draw out from this, this account here. First thing, talking snake crazy, right? Um, okay. But really seriously, first thing here that I want to want to draw out is a more serious note is the snake, the serpent said to them, and you will be like God knowing good and evil. And from the scripture, we read actually that, that when the snake said this, it actually convinced Adam and Eve, Hey, I'm going to eat this fruit. After he said, you will be like God. And I wonder why, and I think it's because the serpent hit a chord on their desire in their heart. And that desire was actually to be more like God. That just like a kid wants to be more like their father, Adam and Eve wanted to be like their creator, their heavenly father, even though they were already like him. They, uh, God breathed his breath, his spirit into them. God gave them authority. They were gardeners, seed time harvest. That's how God works. So they were already like God being like him, but they wanted to reach this destination of being like God. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that's actually something that I want to do is I want to be like Jesus, right? But they allowed the wrong person to take the front seat and navigate, giving them directions on how to get there, to eat this fruit. I think the second thing I noticed is they allowed the wrong navigator to be there in their life. In doing so, they allowed God's word to be a backseat driver, put in the backseat. And the navigator now was the snake saying, okay, you can eat this. And the third thing that I see is the wrong navigator led them to the path of death and destruction. And that created a need for Jesus, a need for a savior. Adam and Eve had God as their navigator, leading them, guiding them, influencing their decisions, their choices until they allowed the snake to give them directions. 
And maybe uh, it looked like a shortcut at that time of like, hey, I just eat this fruit and I get there. Robbing them though of God's plan, his purpose, and robbing them of the life that God had for in the garden. Now today, Jesus uh, made mankind right with God. Jesus dealt with the sin issue that you and I can now have a real relationship with God. Now we can actually live as we were designed, having the Holy Spirit be our navigator in life to lead you and guide you in all truth. Jesus even said, hey, it's better that I go so that you will have this navigator, my spirit, the Holy Spirit. And it says in John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truths. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into that thriving life that Jesus has for you. However, just like in the count of Adam and Eve, I think there are things that come in in life and try to take that navigator seat in your life to give you directions or influence your choices and decisions of how to live. And it can be navigators can influence our decisions and they could be society and culture that says, this is how to be happy. This is what success looks like. This is what a relationship should look like. This is what's okay, not okay. Or you need this, this, this. And yeah, Amazon was right. You need to add this to your cart too, right? Or maybe necessity. I chose these things because I just had to. In the moment, I just had to. Or it could even be the path of least resistance could be in the navigator seat to avoid pain and difficulty, to make choices, to avoid challenging situations, stop a job because man, it's, it's just getting hard or don't want to have a crucial conversation because it's uncomfortable. Or this one's for me right here is like maybe not wanting to exercise because, well, it's a little challenging to get back into it and it's just easier just to watch Netflix than to go for a run or to do some push-ups, right? Path of least resistance. Or it could be even be like pursuit of pleasure. Only do things that make me feel good. What feel good to me right now? I'll stay at this job as long as it feels good to me. I'll stay in this relationship as long as, hey, it feels good to me. Uh, commitment, responsibilities, as long as it is good for me. Right? And, uh, and Navigator can do that and, and, uh, and lead us. Or even people, right? Doing things because people said we should or because we want people's approval. For us, them to say... Yep, I approve. I think if we're honest, at one time or another, these things have been or, or maybe are navigators in our life. Some of those things, setting the course and giving us directions and turns. And at the time, I think it seems right. But Proverbs fourteen twelve says, there, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, when these things are navigators in our life, they will not lead you to the life that God has for you. When plans change in life, these things as navigators, they will not cause that course to be the right one in the recalculation. John 10, 10 says the thief only comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life to the full. 
Anything apart from God leading uh, and guiding you will steal from you. It will kill your peace, your joy, your destiny, your purpose, your time and attention. It will take up that real estate in your mind or even replace good for what God has for you. But when you allow God to lead you and, and guide you, you will walk in what God has for you. That is good. That what he has is good. It's only when we say, God, get in the front seat. God, be my navigator and allow him to lead you and guide you. Leading him through his word, the Bible, through his spirit, and even through people that God has put in your life who are believers is when you'll walk into what God has for you. If there's anything else other than, than God in that navigating seat, as you go through life or as you have to recalculate, recalculate, I want to encourage you to recalculate and assess who's in my front seat. Who is my navigator in life? When we choose and say, God, be my navigator, then he will lead us and guide us into the good things that he has. Uh, you know, you might be thinking, great, Josiah, but uh, how do I identify? Because it's not like these things are like, there's a talking snake in your life just saying, okay, go this way. If there's a talking snake, just get a shovel, okay? But it's not like, many times it's more subtle, right? It's just subtleties that are in life, whether it's just life happens, things, uh, things come up. And how do you identify when May, who's navigating my life? Who's giving me directions? I think the first thing is to examine fruit. Examine fruit. If you want to know what type of, of tree it is, you look at the type of fruit. You look for a raspberry. Is, if it's a raspberry bush, you look for raspberries on it. An apple tree will produce apples. An orange tree, you look, oh, there's oranges. It is an orange tree. I think when the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you, there will be fruit in your life. It'll be actually his fruit called the fruit of the spirit in Galatians two uh, five twenty two, rather it says, but the Holy spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So when Holy spirit is leading you and guiding you, those fruits will be in your life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Or maybe it's not like a fully developed fruit of, of patience, but know what? You see that it's starting. You see it starting to develop in your life. Uh, a, a good navigator brings peace and uncertainty. A good navigator produces patience because you know that maybe this route is seeming longer, but he knows the way to get me there. And on the flip side, if those things are missing or they're opposite to that, you know, okay, this, this is, I need to recalculate who is in the front seat navigating with me. I think the second thing we can do is ask God to reveal to you, God, look at my heart, look at my heart and what is, what is motivating me? What is leading me in Psalms 139, 22 to 23 in the passion, it says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. 
put me to the test and sift through all my anxious, my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I am walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways. The path that brings me back to you. I think we can just say, God, search my heart, reveal to me what is motivating me. Who's in the front seat? Are you in the front seat or am I allowing other things to influence and, and guide my directions and Holy Spirit, he will lead you. He'll guide you. Holy Spirit actually says in the Bible that he will remind you of your righteousness. He will remind you of your right standing with God, who you are in him, that you are a child of God, that you're loved of God, that you've got, that God has got good plans for you, hope, a future. Holy Spirit will remind you of your righteousness, who you are. And then I think the third thing you can do is look at how you're spending the one resource that is not renewable in your life. And that's your time, right? Look at what are you spending that resource? Because um, it will show you what your priorities are, right? If you're always checking the gram or TikTok, seeing how many likes, how many comments, how many views, maybe what others think is more of an influence or navigating in your life than than you once believed. Or maybe you're always just watching the news and what's happening uh, more than, uh, than say getting into his word. What then you're letting say society maybe lead you more than what God is saying. Or even I'm just from one job to the next job to the next job. Uh, like, you know, a job, a job every two weeks. Maybe I'm avoiding those challenging situations and I'm, I'm going path of least resistance. Or I think, look at how you're spending what you trade your time for. If you have a job, you're really, you're trading time for money. And so that says, okay, where am I actually putting my money, which is my time? It says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where are you spending your money will highlight the priority what is leading you? So what, what am I spending my money on? Am I partnering with God in my finances? And as you look at the fruit of your life, invite God to, to search your heart and examine where am I spending my time? I believe you will see what is the navigator in my life or in an area of my life. And in order to go the course that God has for you to walk in the plans, the life that he has, God has prepared. I think we need to say this to God, God, get in the front seat, get in the front seat of my life, navigate for me, lead me, guide me into all truths. And I think the first thing, if you want to do that, the first thing is make Jesus Lord of your life. Uh, in Matthew, it talks about, Hey, Come to me. Jesus says, come to me. Everyone come to me. If you are weary, if you have burdens, come to me and I will lead you. I will guide you. I will show you how to do life, right? As you go to him, he will help you. He will do life with you. Second thing is start the day off talking to him in prayer, right? Talking to the navigator in Psalm 63 verse one, it says, Oh God, you are my God earnestly I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. 
right? So in the morning, start it off right, seeking him, going after him. And when you seek him, you will find him. He will lead you and guide you. Because if you're not communicating with your navigator, the navigator can't give you instructions. Or if you're not listening, he can't. And that's what prayer is. It's talking to God and listening to God. In 1 Thessalonians, it talks about um, never stop praying. Never stop praying. In other words, hey, always be in a constant conversation with God. Listening to him throughout the day. Because God will say things throughout the day, even as you're at work, even as you're going to pick up your kids, even as you're just um, cooking dinner, God wants to talk to you. So be listening for what he has to say. And I think the third one is get into God's word uh, and allow uh, his word, the Bible to lead you because he will lead you. In Psalms 119, verse 105, it says, The Lord is the lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. He is the light to my path. God speaks to us through his word and instructing us, giving us godly wisdom, how to go in situations. And there's so many times where it's been, I'm just in a, in a, in a spot and then all of a sudden God Will, his spirit will drop in a scripture and I'll know what to do. And I believe that God has that for you as well. And it renews your mind so that you can see that elevated perspective. The fourth thing I see is be a part of a Bible-based, Jesus-centered, spirit-led community. Be a part of a church because church wasn't a man-made idea. It was God's idea. Because you were designed, we were all designed to do life together. For us uh, to bear one another's burdens, to stand in faith, to celebrate, to cry together, to, to go forward together. In Hebrews 10, 24, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Today, I want to encourage you. Say to God, say, God, get in my front seat. Be the navigator in my life. Allow him to lead you and guide you into all truth. Allow him to illuminate the path that's before you. Bring certainty into uncertainty. For him to, to lead you into the purposes, plans that he has for you. And they are good plans. And as you do, you will walk in what God has. I want to encourage you today, say to God, God, get in the front seat. Now, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity for you to take that first step of saying, God, get in the front seat, get in the navigating seat of my life. And that just starts by saying, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. If that's you today. You're watching. You say, Josiah, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. Or maybe you say, you know what? I knew Jesus at one time and then just life happens. And can I just hit the reset button? Yeah. Today you can just hit the reset button. Say, Jesus, I want to do life with you. So if that's you today, why don't you just repeat this after me? Jesus. I make you Lord of my life. 
Thank you for dying on the cross, taking my sins, rising again so that I can do life with you. I make you Lord of my life. Lord, get in the front seat. Lead me, guide me into all truths. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that for the first time, I am so excited for you. That Know this, is that heaven is celebrating. I'm celebrating. Our Thrive Church is celebrating because you are now in a relationship with God and you can do life with him and he will lead you and guide you to the good things that he has for you. I want to give one more uh, chance of, hey, if you're right now, if you're just as we were talking and you feel like, yeah, I want to make God more of a navigator in areas of my life. We're just going to pray right now. And you can just even raise your hands as just a sign of surrender. And let's pray right now for that. Father, we just ask that you would lead us and guide us. God, remove those things in our life that our navigators are trying to take the front seat from you. Father, would you lead us and guide us into all truths? God, we're listening. We thank you that your word says, we are your sheep and your sheep, we hear your voice. So Father, we thank you that you lead us, guide us, help show us the things that maybe we need to recalculate, recalibrate and allow you to lead us in those areas. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.